Welcome to Restoration Church. At Restoration, we focus on reaching the lost, reviving their lives with the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, and restoring hearts, minds, relationships through the power of the gospel. We are a church equipping and empowering the body of Christ to reach their full potential in Christ. We are led by Pastor Rex and Jennifer Hare. We hope you are encouraged by this morning's sermon. Oh, we're excited about the word this morning. How many of you know that we are people that like to do what's required? How many of you are like a lot of people? You you like to do just enough to get by. Come on. How many just enough to get by people are there? You know, all you guys are just staring at me, but you know you never read the instructions. That's just the suggestion. That is an elective. You know you don't read the instructions. So today I want to talk about, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, how many of us know that Jesus calls us to follow him, not him follow us? Right. You know, it's very popular today for in America, Americanized Christianity, that Jesus is supposed to follow me. Right. But he told his disciples, he said, take up your cross and follow me. He didn't say I'm going to follow you. Right. We're so thankful the Bible tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. His promise in the word is that he will go with us always into the ends of the earth. But our covenant with Jesus is to leave our sin, repent of our wicked ways and turn and follow him. So that's the whole part of being becoming a Christian is a turning from our sin to accept the Lord that loved us and give us mercy even when we didn't deserve it. That's the awesomeness of the cross. But today I want to talk to you out of Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. You know, as a pastor, I get asked a lot of times, Pastor, I wish I knew I've been asked this three times in the past two weeks. I wish I knew God's will for my life. How do I find God's will for my life? And I'm going to give you a scripture, one text of scripture this morning that will give you a beginning point to find God's will for your life. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8 says, No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good. We know that God is good. He don't have to get good. That's who God is. In his nature, he is good. He said, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So there's three things in this passage of scripture this morning that the Lord give us through Micah in Micah chapter 8, through the prophet. Micah chapter 6, verse 8 says, he wants you to do what's right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Now, many of us, do what's called. How many of you have daily requirements? You have to go to a job. You have to get up and get the kids ready for school. You have to fix breakfast. You have to clean house. You have to mow the lawn. You have to pay the power bill, right? You don't pay Alabama power. Guess what happens? Right. Right. A couple months, you're not going to have power, right? You get these ugly notices. So a lot of us are, are, are about lists. How many of us like to have lists? You're list people. My wife is a list person. She has a notebook. She sends me a lot of times, guys, I'm going to help you out a little bit. She texts me lists when I go to the grocery store because she knows if it's over two things, I'm not going to remember it. Right. And 50% of the time, if it's just two things, I'm not going to remember, but 50% of it, which for you math wizards is one, right? right? Not going to remember one of them. But we are people of lists. We find, how many of us find satisfaction in checking off a box? Yeah. Well, I checked that box. I got the car cleaned up today. Uh, I mowed the lawn, 
I cleaned the house. I washed the dishes. I got the kids ready. I got the kids ready, clothes ready for school tomorrow. I've got dinner cooked. So we check off lists. We're our, our list checkers. I'm one of those people. I make a list every day when I get to work of what I need to do that day. Or I have the list from the day before that I didn't get finished that I need to finish. So many a times we associate the will of God with what we want. I'm going to say that again. So y'all going to help me see I can get a cheeseburger today? And uh, it's not Cracker Barrel today. You leave here and go to Cracker Barrel, you're missing it, right? right. You're missing Jason Phillips, all-time world-famous cheeseburgers and hot dogs today. And the smoke's hit me now. I guess the smoke follows good looks. I'm just guessing. But many of us are list checkers. Many of us associate God's will with what we want. But what if God's pleasing and perfect will is not what we want? Right. The Bible tells us that he shall supply all of our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. He said our needs. Right. Now there's a difference between needs and want. You know, a lot of us guys, we want a, a, a new pickup on a lift, four-wheel drive, diesel, with all the bells and whistles. Come on, guys. Y'all going to help me today or y'all going to be hypocrites? Come on. Right. We want those things. We want those nice Jeeps and wheels and tires and tent. And we want that nice gun. Or Jason, he can't, he can't see me now for the smoke. But me and Jason need better reels because we lost two big fish yesterday because we didn't have a good enough line. But anyway, anybody, I'm just a little footnote. I outfished Jason yesterday, but that's another story. So, amen. I just, I have to, every win I get, I have to celebrate. So, um, so we associate what we, the will of God with what we want. But what if the will of God is not what we want? Right. But when you're in the perfect will of God, it's what you need. Yeah. Let me say that again. The perfect will of God is not a lot of times what we want. But what we need. You've heard me tell the story. My dad pastored for 38 years. And I always told people I wasn't going to be a preacher. And you don't believe God's got a sense of humor. Look at me today. Right. He, God has a sense of humor. God will take you places that you never thought you'd go. But how many of us know that when you're in the will of the Lord, it's a perfect place? Right. There's peace in the will of God. The Bible says that he gives a peace that passes all understanding. The Bible tells us that he will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Right. And the only way we find the end of Christ Jesus is in the will of the Lord. The Lord told us to do in Micah 6 and 8, it said, the Lord told you what is good. Yeah. The what is good, and a lot of times people ask me, a lot of times people ask me this question. Three times in the past three weeks that I've made a note in myself to my phone, okay, Pastor, what is God's will for my life? Yeah. What do I do when I need to know God's will for my life? The first thing I need to do is be a person of prayer. Right. The right. second thing I need to do, and I'm going to be brief in it this morning, is I need to examine my life and align it with the word of God. Yeah. Because if my life doesn't align with the word of God, I cannot find the will of God. Because outside of the word of God, there is no will of God. Right. There is no will of God outside the word of God. You say, well, pastor, what if that word doesn't apply to me? It doesn't matter if you think it applies to you. What matters is the word is true and we have to live by it. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. A lot of times we don't like the will of God because the will of God takes us to places that are uncomfortable. But how many of you know that uncomfortable Christianity calls lukewarm churches? Lukewarm churches don't tell people the truth. Lukewarm churches tell people what they, need, they want to hear. 
Right. But churches that are on fire for God and that believe that the Lord is soon coming for a church without spot or wrinkle will tell them the truth. Yeah. And the truth is that when you're in the will of God, you could be in a foreign country in Africa as a as a, a missionary today with not a penny in your pocket, and you're the richest person on the face of the earth because you're in the will of God. Yeah. And when you have Jesus, you have everything. Yeah. So he said to do what is good. So how do I do what is good? By aligning myself with the word of God in a spirit of prayer. Right. The Bible, Jesus told his disciples when he ascended, right before he ascended to the Father, he said, I'm going to leave and it's to your advantage that I leave, but I'm going to send you a comforter. He is called the Holy Spirit and he will lead you and guide you into all truth. So the Holy Spirit, through the word of God, through a posture of prayer, gives us the will of God. He says to do what is right. So I can determine what is right by the word of God. How many of us know that the lines are easily blurred? How many of us know there's people over here saying this is good? This is what's right. And then there's people over here saying this is good and this is what's right. And then there's people here saying this is good and this is what's right. But as a Christian, my whole life rests on the word of God. Yeah. I don't get to pick and choose what I want. And I know this is not popular preaching today, but it's the gospel. Yeah. I don't get to pick and choose what I want. The word of God aligns me as I align myself and humble myself to the word of God. I find the will of God to do what is right. He said to do what is right. I determined what is right by the truth of the infallible, unchangeable word of God. Point number three. Y'all should be excited. There's only four. So point number three, y'all get it? Somebody get amen. amen. Can I get amen? Yeah. Amen. Thank both of you for saying amen. Amen. So three, the third part, he says, I want you to love mercy. And you say, well, pastor, what is mercy? Mercy is us receiving something that we do not deserve. I mean, just note here today that if you're saved by the grace and the power of Jesus Christ, we do not deserve mercy. Yeah. We don't deserve it. We've done nothing to earn salvation. Jesus gave it to us by paying the price on the cross. Yeah. We don't earn, earn that. But how many of us ever had somebody that's done you wrong? And how many of us ever had somebody to maybe get in your face or to wrong you or say something to hurt you? And the immediate reaction is to what? Well, I'm just going to tell them off. Let's go. Yeah. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Yeah. You know, they need to hear this. I've done that before. Mm. Yeah, the preacher does that from time to time. Sometimes I'm going to tell some of y'all off. No, I'm joking. Some of y'all get some freedom here. You all feel that don't be saying that. I can't believe that guy just said that. But how many of you ever wanted to tell somebody off? You want to give them a piece of your mind. But the Bible tells us that a gentle answer turns away wrath. A lot of times it's the big, it takes the bigger Christian to walk away than to speak a word. Yeah. How many of us know that we need to sometimes get the Holy Spirit to help us close our mouths? Mm. The greatest gift of the Holy Spirit, a lot of times, I believe, is to help me do this. Mm. That's hard for me, y'all. Y'all know that. Oh, yeah. But the bottom line is we need to give mercy. Mercy is something that is not earned, yet they get it anyway. And every time I give mercy to somebody or I bear with somebody, you know what happens to me? I become more like Jesus. Yeah. Every time I give somebody something that they don't deserve, 
I look more like Jesus. Every time I tell somebody off or curse somebody or yell at somebody, I look more like the world. Right. And you say, well, pastor, I know this is not a happy-go-lucky, feel-good note. I want us to understand something today. In order to look like Jesus, we must act like Jesus and follow his word. Yeah. His word doesn't return void. You say, well, how do I do that? You ask the Lord, you read the word, you ask God to give you understanding, and you ask the Holy Spirit to give you the power to follow through with it. Yeah. The three working together as one. We learned that. All right? I give mercy. So we learn what mercy is. So when we show mercy to others because it's required, or do we show mercy to others because we feel like we should. How many of us know that we give mercy a lot of times because we know the book tells us to? Yeah. But how many of you know that God will bless you by giving mercy to others because the book told you to and your spirit don't want to do it? Yeah. Come on, man. Mm. It's your spiritual act of worship mm. is giving mercy. So the bottom line is we love to give good gifts to our children and our grandchildren, but I need you to hear this today from my heart. God longs to bless you and give you good gifts. And the only way we can get the full potential of what God wants for our life and reach the full potential of what God wants for our life is living in the Word and in the will of God. You can be on a mountaintop in a third world country as a missionary and be in the will of God and be in the perfect place and you have more than a multi-billionaire sitting in a high-rise building. Because you're in the will of God. And what I want us to understand is you don't get in the will of God without walking humbly with God. Right. That don't mean I have it all together. How many has it all together? I know y'all all get up every day with your little water pistol and you fill it up with water and you're ready to charge hell with it. Come on. But I don't get up that way every morning. Some mornings I'm grumpy. My wife don't talk to me a whole lot before I get my coffee. And by that time, she's handed me my coffee cup and say, go on to work, honey. I love you. Have a great day. But we don't get up every day ready to conquer the world. God understands that somebody sometimes is going to get up on the wrong side of the bed. Amen? Mm. I'm going somewhere with this. Just because you're imperfect and you have failures don't mean that God don't love you. Right. Just because you've made that mistake a hundred times don't mean God won't be there a hundred and one to pick you up and to forgive you. Right. Because he, when he made the illustration of if a person wrongs me seven times, how many times, y'all remember the parable? How many times shall I forgive them? Seven times seven? No, Jesus said 70 times seven in one day. That's 490 times a day. I know some of you wives saying, well, pastor, my husband flirts with that. 490 times a day, I have to forgive him, right? That was supposed to be funny. <laughs> Everybody laugh. Okay, here we go. But that comes with mercy, humility, yeah. and finding the will of God through the word of God. Right. And it is a daily walk. Yeah. It is a gradual change. So don't get up in the morning and say, I don't feel good today, so I'm not in the will of God. I'm not where God wants me to be. No, you get up in the morning and you talk to your father like you talk to your father. Yeah. And you have a conversation with a God that loves you. Mm-hmm. And you understand that he moved heaven and earth to save us. Right. Right. And that yeah. the one that loved his son so much 
is John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, I'm a whosoever, yeah. would not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. And when you feel that condemnation, you understand that he didn't come into this world to condemn this world, but this world through him might be saved. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. That's the whole plan of yeah. Jesus is redemption of his people and right. the whole plan of us as the church not a building, but as the church, is right. the redemption of all souls. Right. That's the whole plan. That's the gospel in the nutshell. Yeah. Is a people that did not deserve mercy. We got a God in heaven that gave it. Amen. Right. And that gives it every day. Mm. Amen. To seek justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. Right. This is the whole end of men. Yeah. Solomon wrote about it in Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Right. He began to see the end of his life and he was looking back and he told us the things that were important. You know, I, I now at 48 look at things differently than I did when I was 28. Mm. You know, when I was 28, I was moving up the corporate ladder, ladder care, wanted that next promotion. Now that I'm 48, I just want people to leave me alone. <laughs> I just want to be able to enjoy my fishing boat and be with good people that love me and care about me and have good fellowship and have help and watch my grandchildren grow up. You see where how life changes yeah. in 20 years? Yeah. But can I tell you, whatever season you're in today, seek justice, yeah. love mercy, mm. walk humbly with your God. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. And we're so thankful for the hand of God that's on us and the spirit, your Holy Spirit that we feel here today. We pray, God, today that you would help us to understand that your will is easily found in your word and walking in justice and goodness and your goodness and your mercy and in your, your humility. As we walk towards you, God, we find what we need. And I pray for those that struggle with that today. I pray for those that come in here with a lot of things on their mind that come to this gathering today with a lot of different burdens on their mind. I pray that you would give strength and you would give help and you would give mercy where mercy and can only be given by you. Yeah. And I pray, Lord, today that your Holy Spirit would go with us this afternoon, mm -hmm. that you would bless our time of fellowship and family and friends today, that you would keep us safe when we depart from this place and go about our weeks, and that we've let this message and this word burn in our heart. Mm -hmm. Seek justice, mm -hmm. love mercy, walk humbly with our God, and help us to realize as the Apostle Paul said, we're married to the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. There are people around us every day that need to see Jesus. Holy Spirit, allow them to see you and us this week. And we give you all honor and we give you all praise and all glory to the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And the church said, Amen. Yeah.